I have had this dream for the longest time of hosting a business conference. And I wanted to host this business conference for a few different reasons. One, I am an entrepreneur for 16 years. And everything that I know about running a business, being a leader, building a team, like everything that I know is self-taught. Self-taught through podcasts like the one you're listening to, the books that I've read, the YouTube videos that I've watched. And when I could afford it, when you know, when I had a few years under my belt and I had a little extra spending money as a business owner, going to business conferences. So because they have been such an important part of my growth as a leader, I had always dreamed about throwing our own. So that's the first reason. The second is because as a keynote speaker, a, a pretty popular keynote speaker, I have had the honor of speaking on so many stages over the last few years. And a lot of those were business conference stages. And when you get that opportunity, you see things done really well. And then you see things where you're like, man, I wish this existed. I wish they did it this way. And so I, I just kept thinking of all these things in the back of my head. And that's dumb. If you want something and you don't see it, you should create it. That's why the Rise podcast exists. That's why the Rise live events exist. And I thought, man, what would it look like if we created a business conference with the same intention that we bring to all of our live events? So we wanted to create something that was high energy, motivational, super inspiring, striving for excellence, the highest level of team to build it and teachers on stage and all of the stuff, right? But in a way that differentiates from a lot of the other business conferences that I see in the market, I really wanted our attendees to be able to walk out the door with a plan. I wanted them to, yes, get inspired and feel motivated, but leave with 27 pages of notes and some really solid next steps for how they are going to take their business to the next level. Because look, we all wanna be inspired, right? We all wanna be motivated. But if you are a small business owner, if you are a medium-sized business owner, you care about one thing first and foremost, money. You do. Like, I know good girls don't talk about money, but you guys, you know it's real. If you're going to be in business next year, if you're going to scale this team, if you're going to grow to the place, if you're going to take care of your family, if you're going to support your community, you've got to make profit. And I want our students to know exactly how to make profit, exactly how to be great leaders, exactly how to do an email campaign, exactly how to take on social media, exactly how to lower that overhead or talk about finance or have hard conversations or sell. Can I get a witness? And to that end, I had to call the best people I know. Our lineup for Rise Business Conference, the lineup is absolutely insane. And I keep saying, you can't pay for this lineup because we did it. We literally called all of our friends. And we were like, you guys, you got to hook it up. We need you to come and speak on this stage. And it's insane. It's Brendan Burchard and Ed Milet and Chris Hogan and Amy Porterfield and Marie Forleo and Trent Shelton and Dean Graziosi and Mally Roncal and me and Dave. And it's going to be fire. 
But I wanted to give you a taste. I wanted you to understand what you're in for. And so we thought we'd do a best of these guests who a lot of what you've already heard on the podcast. So if you want to understand what is about to happen at Rise Business Conference, November 7th through the 9th in Charleston, South Carolina, please get your hearts ready for this fire. Some of our onstage speakers coming in hot. I hope you love these messages as much as I do. And if you are fired up by the things that they are saying, please head over to theholliscode.com, tap on our live events tab, and find out more information about how you can join us in Charleston to get this fire in real life. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and the free information I found on the internet. In the 15 years that I've been building and scaling my company, I have become deeply passionate about helping other entrepreneurs to do the same. So each week, I'll be sharing tangible and tactical advice and inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life and your business. This is the Rise Podcast. Ed Milet. Ed. You know, here's what I dig about him as a speaker. He has built a massive, crazy, amazing, like millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. That's so obnoxious, but it's true. Business that has nothing to do with him being a public speaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes people are like, oh, I know how to, I know how to teach you how to do a business because I have a business teaching you how to do a business. Not this guy. Not this guy. Like yeah. he has actually built a real thousands of employees from the ground up. He has so much freaking wisdom and insight. If you listen to him on the Rise podcast, you understand the mentorship that comes out of this man. He is bringing fire. He is bringing fire. These things where you're constantly hemming and hawing and not deciding and in, and not real sure and it's not ready and all that, just so you know, um, you weren't born that way. Mm. you've learned it. Your children aren't that way at all. Your children and you, when you were a child, are constantly jumping in and trying things that they're not ready for. So it's, true. It's the beautiful part of life. And, and, and we learn this over time from fears and sometimes from our parents. Don't do that. Don't think that. Sit up. And we, over time, we start to hem and haw and become indecisive. If you just, if you have children just for a second, give yourself the gift and think about how beautiful their courage is, how beautiful their taking action without being ready is, how beautiful their enthusiasm is, and their and you know the big one, their curiosity. Mm -hmm. I I actually enjoy not being completely ready, even though I work on being prepared and all that stuff. But once I make a decision, I'm all in. I really do believe, and we've all heard this before, but like I'm kind of proof of it. A flawed plan executed with ferocity and certainty, certainty, is far greater than the perfect plan executed too late and with timidity. Mm. And so I'm always executing kind of flawed plans. And I'll course correct as I go. Nothing is always the way in the beginning that it is in the middle that it is in the end. But we must get started. I can't teach you to drive a parked car. And so many of you, and I love you, are trying to steer through your life in a parked vehicle. You must get it moving. There yep. must be forward progress. Massive action with certainty 
is a killer of obstacles. And so get going, make the decision, call the shot, right? Adjust as you go. It'll be okay. Have some curiosity. Be more like your children. And one thing I'd say to everybody about this, and this is a hard thing to accept, but I really believe in some people use their children as an excuse not to take action or not to take risks or not to go for their dreams. And I will tell you, if you go to your, you know this, if you go watch your children at their Christmas recital or a t-ball game or a, or a, uh, a ballet uh, recital, you go watch them. There's 50 children there. Who do you see? You see your little one. Yeah. They're your world. And you know what that's like. Everywhere you go, if you walk into their classroom, you see yours, don't you? You see yours. And guess who your children see? You ready? Yeah. They see mama. Mm-hmm. They got one mama. One. And their view of the world, of what they're capable of, and how they should behave, and the happiness level, and the joy, and the passion that they see or don't see in you, shapes their thermostat setting, shapes their identity. And your children right now, they love you and they're proud of you because you're their mama. But they're going to get to an age where they figure out who you really are, just like you did with your mother and your father. And it's not good enough to say, sweetheart, you can be anything you want to be. Well, why aren't you, mom? Mm. Why aren't you, mama? You can, you can be the president. You could start a business. You can, you can do anything you want. Well, why aren't you, mom? And they see this in you. They, and you know what your children want for you just like you want for them? But accept even more because their whole view of what's possible in life is through the prism of your life. And your children want you to be happy. They want you to be happier, mama. They want to see joy and laughter and happiness and love from you and through you. And it's not just the love you give them. They want to see that you feel loved. They want their mama happy. They want her at peace. They want her growing. They want her winning. They want her increasing. They want that. They only have one mama or one daddy, and it's you. And so because of that, it's not good enough just to love them. It's not. You've got to become the best version of you possible so that their thermostat setting changes because of the example you've set. And I know that's a hard thing to say, and I debated whether to share that with everybody today, but I want to speak for your children. Not that I do, but you know darn well what I just said is true. Marie Forleo? Marie freaking Forleo. Marie, literally that is how I told Dave that she had agreed to do this. I said, Marie freaking Forleo. Wash your mouth Is out. going to speak at Rise Business. She is one of the foremost women in this category sharing like her B school, Forget has, it. which is business school, has been around for years teaching small business, medium-sized business owners just like you how to scale. What are the things that you need to do to go to the next level? Also, let's be honest, she has perfect hair. I know that's not the point. If you had a video right now of her like doing that, I mean, shining, you'll understand. The reality is she is a killer in business and happens to be a woman. Ooh, yes, thank you. Not a woman in business, just a badass. A killer in business. In business who happens to be. Who happens to be a woman. 
Well, I think the phrase in and of itself that everything is figure outable, which is a pretty bold statement, right? To say, really? Is everything figure outable? And I think if they can accept that, but I want to unpack it a little bit because for anyone listening who might be cynical or skeptical, first of all, I say, welcome to the party. Awesome. I love that you're here. And uh, actually, when I first started writing the book, Rachel, I was out to brunch with a friend who has an eight-year-old son. And we were talking about like what projects we're working on. And and her son was like, oh, what's your book about? Because I didn't say the title yet. And I said, everything is figure outable. And quickly, he crossed his arms. And he's like, no, it's not. And I was like, this is awesome. I was like, tell me more. And he said, well, I can't grow human working wings out of my back. And I was like, well... That's correct as of now, but have you researched a thing called CRISPR? And you do, in fact, know that we humans can fly. And he was like, meh, you're right. And then he's like, well, I can't get my childhood dog back from the dead. And I was like, well, that's accurate as of now. I said, but scientists are working on cryogenics and people have cloned their dogs. And he was like, mm, she's kind of right. And that inspired me to create some rules around this notion because for anyone who's like, you know, thinking in their head right now, no, everything's not figureoutable. This will help you give yourself a mental container so that you can use the notion to do what it is intended to do, which is to awaken your innate wisdom so that you can achieve any goal, solve any problem and contribute meaningfully to others. So here's the three rules. You ready for them? Rule number one, all problems or dreams are figureoutable. Rule number two, if a problem is not figureoutable, it's not a problem. It's a fact of life, like death, gravity, laws of nature. Rule number three, you may not care enough to solve this particular problem or reach this particular dream, and that's okay. Find something you do care deeply about and go back to rule number one. So that little rule set really helps us stay in the zone, right? And not go to fantastical things. And then I'll say one more thing, Rachel, before um, continuing to dig into your question, which is a perfect one. You know, a lot of people often, even friends of mine, right? They're like, no, this isn't figure outable. Like, what about the really tough stuff? Like a terminal diagnosis, you know what I mean? Or death or loss or grief. And I was like, I'm so happy you brought that up. Because after I gave the Oprah talk, what happened, Rach, is we started to get letters in the mail. And I want to tell a quick story about a woman named Jen who wrote to us. So Jen said, I loved your Oprah talk. It was amazing. I listened to it again with my mom. It's something that she had been trying to teach me my whole life. And she's my best friend. But then, Marie, something happened. Everything changed. She was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And all of a sudden, nothing seemed figure outable. But then she said she took a step back and she looked more deeply at what was happening. And it turns out it was, for example, she was able to get nursing care to her mom who lived in a rural area. She was able to find foods that she could actually tolerate. And most important, she was able to get medical equipment, which allowed her mom to spend her last days and in fact, her last five weeks exactly where she wanted to be, which is in her own house. And so Jen wrote, thank you so much for sharing that phrase, because I can say without any hesitation that everything is indeed figure outable. And you made a huge difference to two women on the other side of the world. Brendan Burchard. Brendan Burchard. Brendan Burchard uh, is a really great friend of ours, but originally was just someone that I admired from afar. And his book, High Performance Habits, I read once a year. 
I really think he has so many tactical, tangible things that you can do to increase productivity, to increase the joy in your life. Um, uh, the the skill set of this guy is bananas. He is like the person who first, I mean, separate from you, really was reinforcing the importance of a morning routine, how critical getting into a state that prepares you to do your very best for the entire day is important for just chasing after your life. And... and I never met someone in my life who knows more about an email funnel. Like if you hear me say email Forget funnel it. and you're like, I don't know what that means, you're about to go inside the matrix. Yes. Because that it, we're going deep. How do I set up daily habits where throughout the day I'm releasing tension from my body, I'm releasing tension from my thoughts, mm -hmm. so that I'm loose throughout the day so I can flow when I need to flow? Um, how do I make sure I'm intentional so I do things like the doorway triggers? Yes, I love your you know, triggers. I have to. Yeah. Like we, wa we literally walked in the store before I met you. Yeah. Uh, I'm pointing to the At Cameron. Cameron, making <laughs> sure we all sound great. Like we walked through a door right behind him. And when I walked in, I said the same thing. I said, I enter this room, a happy man, ready to serve. Yeah. And you say that every time you walk through every, any door. Pretty much every, except in the bathroom. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of self-talk, the trigger is the door, and the, tr the door triggers a self-talk. When I look in the mirror, yes. I say something to myself. Yeah. When I walk through a door, I say something to myself. When, um, you know, I set up triggers in my alarm, when yeah. I get on a plane. Yes. Like, I've just said, these things I do on a regular basis, I say something to myself, not because I need it, but because I want to be an intentional person. Yeah. And I you think are the most intentional person I've ever met in my whole life. I try to be. I don't think there's anybody more intentional than you. Dalai Lama. What? Beats me. Just oh, beats well, the pants dang off. it. He just, he's right? But I think, I mean, he, he also meditates four hours a day. Yeah. You know? So I think a, a piece of it is I know that without intention, I'm easily distracted. I easily feel sad. Mm. I easily um, can get frustrated with people. Mm hmm. Um, I grew up in a place where anger was like a hair trigger reaction mm -hmm. and I can feel that well up. Yeah. Like if I'm going to enter a difficult conversation with Denise, my wife, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, this might be a difficult conversation. I might not see eye to eye, but I love her. I respect her. She is my everything. Brendan, breathe and listen, dude. Mm -hmm. And then I walk in the room. Mm -hmm. If I don't do that, I just walk in the room and she starts talking and I start talking and also I can lose myself. Yeah. So I just think if you're going to walk in and you tell your kid how to do math, like go in, okay, he or she might be really frustrated. This might take longer than I think. I'm going to take some deep breaths. I want them to associate like positive energy with their math. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be a good mom in the mm -hmm. situation. Like I think we just forget to do that. And it's yeah. a simple yeah. everyday thing. Yeah. Can you talk about for you um, like the, the relationship between intention and habits? Because you have the intention to do something, but then you attach the habit and that sort of solidifies it in your life. Yeah. Because you still do a lot of these things, even though they're, they're, they're ingrained in you now. Yeah. But you still, like it blew my mind that you still set the alarm on your phone. Yeah. Even though you've been doing it. Will you yeah, talk about you the alarm on your phone yeah. and explain, like explain what it is. So I think it's an incredible, incredible trick. Um, but then the fact that you still do it like nine years later. Yeah, when people, I probably shut it off, but um, <clears throat> we're doing a podcast, but let's see if it might. So when, yeah, there was mine this morning, my 10 a.m., my 2.50, my 6 p.m., and my 7.32. So every- And these are things you need in this season. Like yes. the words. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. so I'll give it, so if people can't see what I'm doing. Um, so what I do, uh, and I've done this since 2008, 
So I, there's an alarm function on your phone, and when you set your alarm, you can set labels to your mm -hmm. alarm.、Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I go in and I set a label, and I set three words that I want to I want to be this person,、mm -hmm. and I set that alarm to go off. Like for example, today 10 a.m. this alarm goes off, and it says dynamic, bold, confident.、Mm -hmm. And you know how it is when your alarm goes、yeah. on your phone, you look. Yeah. So. It, and I've been doing this since two thousand eight. It like, still、what? surprises me. Yes. And so I look. It goes off and like, and I'm like, oh. And soon as I see that visual cue, it makes me go, okay, am I dynamic right now? No, I'm boring. Yeah.、Uh, am I bold? <laughs> you know what? Nah, I've just been kind of like relaxing and hanging back a little、mm -hmm. bit. I'm not going for it. Am I confident? I'm like, no, no, I'm not confident. Why am I not confident? Let me think about that for a second. And it just creates a moment of intention throughout、mm -hmm. the day. But then I have ones that are social too, like my 7:32 p.m. You see, says give Denise affection. <laughs> I love how it does. Is that so stupid? No, but it's. But、not. it really goes off because, and because you know,、yes. I've been home a lot. Yeah. Um, since I finished tour, I, I finished my seminar tour, and I've been home with my wife Denise a lot, and. I just like anyone else. You can go through your、yeah. emotions with your spouse. Totally. You can go through emotions with your kids. You can go through emotions with your business. And I think going through the motions is the ultimate killer to high performance.、Mm. Because the problem is when you're a high performer, when you're good, like if you're the best mom on the block, or you're 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 the the most competent, capable, get stuff done at work. The thing is, because you are so good, you can kind of rest on your laurels a little bit because you can get away with it、mm -hmm. because you're outperforming people already.、Mm -hmm. But you're also stealing that full potential. I think you have to be selective. Look, I have a lot of friends that are very, you know,、uh, amazing business people, business women, and a lot of them kind of just say yes to everything, and they go and they go and they go. And I watch what that does to them. First of all, you know, when you have a family. It's a very fine line between saying, "Well, but I'm doing this for my family," you know. I'm doing this so that you know we can have a successful, you know, family business, and you know I have to do it. And then the fine line between being there for, you know, that particular soccer game or being there for that particular show or you know dance recital.、Um, I take everything on a. A case by case basis, you know what I'm saying, and、mm -hmm. I try really hard to balance it out. I have, um, I always have a thing that I say to my women of my group, you know, my friends that we talk about this a lot is what you know. People are always like, "Mally, how do you do it? You seem to have it all. You know, you have this husband and the kids and the business. You have it all." It's like, well, first of all, no, that's it's <laughs> a lot of that is. You know, a lot of nights crying in the shower, as we all know, <laughs> right?、Um, but you have to ask yourself, what is your all? What's important to you? And only you can answer that.、Um, and that's what I tell. You know, I can't give anybody their answer. You know, if they want to, if right now you want to just go balls to the wall, say yes to every single opportunity, and go for it, and look at your, you know, your personal life, and say, hey, I'll be back. Just hang in there. Uh, that's great. Or if you say, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to make sure,、um, you know, as a celebrity makeup artist, and this was way before I had kids, I lived Beyonce's life. I lived my client's life, which meant if she was at the, you know, a football game on Thanksgiving, 
I didn't have Thanksgiving. You know, I always say I missed for many, many years. I missed every family reunion, every christening. I canceled every, you know, um, vacation because I wanted to build this business. I wanted to build this career and it was worth it. But now as a 46-year-old mom of three little girls, I do what I think is important for me as a person. There is the foremost expert in email marketing, Amy Porterfield, who is joining this crew of crusaders. She is literally the smartest person on the planet when it comes to email. (laughs) And she is going to be on stage giving you the secrets for how email can change your business. Specifically, how do you grow an email list? And once you have an email list, what are you doing with that? Now, if right now you're listening to this and you're like, hey guys, email was like 10, 15 years ago, wake up. You are doing business wrong. Come on. I don't care what business Come you on. have. If you are not using digital marketing effectively, you are not going to be in business three years from now. Hello. That is how serious this is. So come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Let me teach you how to build an email list and what to do with it. Now, the the one thing that you're doing really right, and I want everybody to hear this is, and I get this question a lot. Now that I have an email list, what do I do with them? How often do I email them? How do I take advantage of this? Well, the first thing you do is you email once a week, and that's exactly what you're doing. You need to show up in their inbox, same time, same place, every single week with some kind of great value, whether it be the personal stuff like my favorite nail polish or, hey, check out this latest podcast or blog post that I wrote. So that part is you're already doing it and you want to be doing that. That's where you're going to start. Now, from there, once you have a list and people are opening it up and opening up your emails and they're used to hearing from you and they like to hear from you, taking it one step further is building out funnels or campaigns. So let's say you've got a promotion coming up. You want to sit down and you want to build out three, four, five emails, depending on how long this promotion is going to happen, where you're going to email more aggressively. And this is where people get nervous. And it's so powerful when you get out of your comfort zone and you put together these emails, you say, Hey, I've got this great opportunity. Let me tell you about it. You're linking to maybe a webinar where you're going to explain it or a video where you talk about it. And then of course you're sending them to a sales page or somewhere where they can buy. This only happens a few times a year. And it is more aggressive in the sense that let's say I was doing a two-week promotion. I might email seven or eight times during that promotion. Now, if I email you two times and you don't open up my email, I segment and I say, okay, I'm not going to send you any more promotional emails over the next two weeks because you're not interested. So we pay attention to who's opening and who's not. But if you're opening and you haven't bought yet, you're going to get all of my emails. And the magical thing that happens is if you get four or five emails where I'm telling stories, maybe a case study, linking to something really cool, maybe a challenge. And in the challenge, I eventually sell whatever it might be. You are more likely to buy if you continue to open my emails to the end. Most people buy at the end of a promotion. So consecutive emails over a period of time is exactly how you get people to buy through email marketing. And that's where people get a little bit nervous. The the day I said, I'm not going to be nervous. I'm going to send all of these emails during a two-week promotion is when I hit my biggest numbers. So that's what you want to do next. We got Chris Hogan on stage. I love Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan is a killer. And he comes out of the Dave Ramsey organization, the Ramsey 
Institute, what's it called? It's definitely not called an institute. Honestly, Ramsey Organization is one of the businesses that we admire most. So much of how we model how to build a team and how we do what we do is starts with a conversation of me going like, well, at Ramsey Solutions, oh, for real. they do dot, dot, dot. For real. And we wanted Chris to come in uh, and speak on leadership. What does it look like to be a leader to a team of one or a team of 100 in 2019 and beyond? And how can we show up in practical ways? Um, one of my favorite things that Chris always says is um, a boss helps people get better at their job. A leader helps people get better at their life. That's good, though. Come on. That is good. Our, this is comfortable. Tom Bilyeu. Oh, you know. Forget about Tom Bilyeu. I will not forget about Tom because Tom is a mad, awesome human being and a crazy entrepreneur. He built with his wife, Lisa, Quest Nutrition. Sold it for a gajillion dollars. Congratulations. No. No, Tom has. Now he's focusing on impact and literally creating a studio that will rival Disney with impact theory. He is an amazing guy and his superpower is mindset. And he's going to come in and rock this place with a, just a way to think completely differently about all the things that are going to get in your way and how failure is for you. So he is a killer. Uh, th- I think that's a really good point is that we are approaching this conference holistically. This is not just how to do email. This is not just leadership. This is also the emotional side of this. Because oh, yeah. I don't care who you are. If you are an entrepreneur, whether you are a mighty team of one or you are managing a team of 100, there's so much psychology and emotions wrapped up in this that it, even if emotions, you're like a dude and like you want to rub some dirt on it, you don't want to look under <laughs> that. Getting a hold of that, unpacking the baggage that comes with the psychology that you wrap around your business is truly the thing that is standing in between you and the life and the company that you want to create. Speaking of companies you want to create, that was a really dumb segue, but can we talk about Trent Shelton? Trent Shelton. Guys, if you have been with us at conference before, he spoke at the last two Rise conferences, Trent Shelton's one of our dearest friends and fire on stage. He's a fire breathing dragon. Fire. Literally. Like you want someone to light a fire under your butt That is what he's coming in to do. Trent has over 10 million followers on social media. 10 million. And Trent's not running ads for those. He has built that following organically by serving his community with incredible content. So he's gonna come in and talk to us about how do you build that up and what do you do with a community once you have them? How do you use that community to drive against your initiatives to grow and scale your business? You'll never win your war by running from your battles. I love to tell people that because a lot of people are trying to win this war without facing it. You won't, you will never fix what you're not willing to face. Absolutely. And I get it. It's scary. It's hard. But in order to get to the other side, you have to walk through that door. And so um, reality is that first thing. The second thing is release. And people say, don't burn bridges. There are bridges you shouldn't burn for sure over little things. Don't burn bridges. But there are bridges in your life that need to be burned because there's certain things that your life cannot afford to go back to. Ooh, yeah. So what are those bridges of destruction? It's not always people. I know we always go to people, but maybe it's your habits. Maybe it's your mindset. Maybe it's your past. And as long as you keep that bridge, like I want to tell people this. I'm not saying you're not strong because I think everybody is, but you're not strong enough to stay in an environment that you know um, doesn't serve you. Yeah. The temptation is too strong. Yeah, because the trigger is not going to go away. That's what I try and talk about all the time. You can't change the trigger. If you're doing something, let's say, coping in a way that's unhealthy, let's say you're drinking too much, you're using, you're, you know, whatever. Um, 
the the stress, the anxiety, the thing that set you off, that's not going to magically get out of your life. So I don't think you can change the trigger. You can change the activity. Exactly. You can change how you manage it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, and that's what, you know, that's about getting people to step up and face it and just say, hey, you know what? I don't even understand. Even with closure. You know, I tell people all the time, like, closure is something like, just, just know that you deserve better. Yeah. That could be your closure. Just yeah. move on yeah. with your life. That could yeah. be your closure because you could be waiting on something that will never happen. Ever. Yes, right? Yeah. So reality then release is burning those bridges so you can build the bridges in your life that need to be built. Mm -hmm. So what's that environment that you're in? Does that environment grow you? I always say it's like having a beautiful flower, right? You take the most beautiful flower in the world that has the potential to be that. You put that flower in the wrong environment, that flower is not going to grow. Yeah. I don't care how much potential that flower has. And a lot of us, we're that flower. We have all the potential in the world. We're just in the wrong environment. Yeah. And the last part is repair. Repair is the hard part, but it's about getting down to the root issues in your life. So many people want surface level solutions, right? It's like, give me a quick fix. You know, tell me to leave this situation, but say a relationship. Somebody gets out of a bad relationship, but then they get into another relationship that's bad. So my question is, yeah, I can tell you, hey, remove yourself from the pain, but why do you keep putting yourself in the pain? Yeah, right? you're the only thing that hasn't changed. Like it, it's like people forget. Like you're the variable. It's all these different partners, and you've had the same kind of problem with each one. It wasn't them. Exactly. It was you. Exactly. Because you chose to keep putting yourself in that situation for whatever whatever the reason is. And a lot of times that reason is that seed. Maybe yeah. it's how you saw your parents, yeah. or maybe it's a bad relationship at first. So I'm really big on removing those bad seeds, digging up those bad seeds, and replacing new seeds in, in that place, mm -hmm. right? A new lifestyle, a new habit, whatever it may be. And that's the rehab process. That's the process that I always coach from, teach from, from even people who don't know it. And I do that with my life every single day. Freaking Dean Graziosi. Dean Graziosi. I, the thing is, do you guys even understand this lineup? Do you literally, do you even understand this lineup? You don't, because if you did, you would have already bought tickets. You would have had Rise Business <laughs> tattooed on your face. Don't you tattoo no. Rise Business on your face. No, because Disclaimer. legitimately, you cannot pay for this lineup. We are not paying for this lineup. These are our friends. We could never in one million years afford this lineup if we were actually paying for it. Real. These are servant leaders who want to come and share information with you. Dean is amongst the best. And he can talk about all sorts of things. Again, someone who has built a business in real estate having nothing to do with speaking or keynotes or whatever, like he knows how to build and scale a team. But what he is exceptional at, in my opinion, is sales. Here's the thing. I ran a sales organization at Disney for a long, long time. And in meeting Dean, I was forced to think completely differently about sales because of the way that he talks about getting in touch with the value of what you're selling, how you actually reach out to the consumer in a way that has them just feeling like they have to absolutely have it. I love that when he was talking about like, if you can like really see the thing that you're selling, as a thing that if you couldn't make it available to them would be a disservice to them. It'll fundamentally change the psychology of asking them to interact with you in the first place. Man, just like so mind blowing. He's, he is a killer in sales. We forgot about the two greatest speakers on stage. Rachel Hollis and Rachel Hollis. <laughs> yes, she's so good. No, we're both gonna be there. Real. We have all these incredible speakers, but as always, the core of what is happening on stage and the core of what we are teaching is, is your girl. Holler at your girl.
Um, and your boy. He'll be there too. It's true. It is true. Yes. Because we all know that there are so many women's conferences for men and women that the, the person who's on stage most is a woman. That's super normal. Totally normal. It's not normal, you guys. It's a really big deal. So you better get your tickets and show up. Seriously. I am excited. We are going to... <laughs> I am excited. We're gonna, here's the thing. We are going to take the format that has worked so well in our RISE conferences, examining and owning your past, owning your present, and owning your future, and applying it to your business. We're going to use some of these teachers to really dive into that holistic look at how to do it, and we're going to be your guides through the entire experience so that you can walk away with a tangible set of tools that fundamentally prepare you to take your business from where it is to where you'd like it to go. So, dude... It's about what you're going to learn. It's about the networking that you're going to do with other like-minded business owners. This is an incredible opportunity for someone who's dreaming of starting their first business, already owns a small business, medium-sized business, and looking to grow and scale where you're at, where you're going to go. There is, and this shouldn't be the only reason why you buy a ticket, a networking event after the third day, the Spasmatics. Do you know who that is? The greatest... Cover bands. I mean, forget it. Do you it. like a cover band like we like a cover band? I do. I mean, I do too. I... <laughs> Sorry. We really do. We We're do so like a cover nerds. band. They're really... They honestly are. They are. They are a we fan thought it would be fun if you all went to a concert with us. So that is... Yeah, so it's going to be a concert. It's going to be an opportunity to meet other like-minded people who are chasing the expansion of their dreams and... Hopefully, as you're sharing information, you can have a cocktail and dance to some 80s. Even if you don't own a business, I feel like this is important. If you don't own a business, but you are part of a company where you're like, hey, we have a great team, you better go tell your manager. You better go tell your Oh, boss. yeah. You better get a group of people together. You better go holler at your downline and be like, guys, we're rolling 15 deep. Let's show up Arbonne Strong to the, co- let's show up. Rodin and Field strong. Let's show up. DoTerra strong. Chick-fil-A strong. I mean, I'd love some Chick-fil-A. I, the I conference mean- is on Thursday. To, <laughs> it starts on Thursday. It ends on Saturday. So if you're a Chick-fil-A person, you get Sunday off. Hey, you got it. <laughs> Here's the thing. You have to take action if you want to take your business to the next level. We know that this conference with this lineup and the curriculum that we've built is the answer to what you've been looking for. We will see you in South Carolina.